from Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Tuesday, November 9th. I'm Lisa Mullins in Boston. Today in Indonesia, President Barack Obama reaches out to the Muslim world again. The message of Obama sent from Indonesia to the Muslim world is stronger because Indonesia is a democratic country. Also ahead, Chinese automakers look to corner the market in Europe for cheap cars. You start at the low end and you work your way up. That's what the Japanese automakers did 50 years ago. It's what Hyundai did back in, in the 1980s. First, though, this news. BBC News with David Legg. The American Government Commission looking into the causes of April's huge oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico says the three main companies involved all made serious mistakes in the run-up to the disaster. The Commission's co-chairman, William Riley, said the three firms, BP, Transocean and Halliburton, had a culture of complacency rather than safety. It was the final day of hearings before the panel reports back in January. Paul Adams is in Washington. William Riley didn't mince his words. The three companies were, he said, in need of top-to-bottom reform. The accident in April had been caused by what he described as a sweep of bad decisions, with the companies apparently rushing to complete the well. Meanwhile, the former BP chief executive, Tony Hayward, has told the BBC that his company was unprepared for the oil spill and had made up its response day by day. Mr Hayward, who stepped down as CEO in October, said he resented his treatment at the hands of a hostile US media and said he might have done a better public relations job if he'd studied acting, not geology. The cholera epidemic in Haiti has been declared a matter of national security after it spread to the capital, Port-au-Prince. The health ministry gave details of the first case in the city. Greg Mosbach reports. A three-year-old boy from a poor shanty town is the first cholera patient in the capital. Apparently he'd not had any contact with people living in the countryside where the disease was first reported. This suggests that a new cluster of cases may now emerge in the capital. The authorities are taking no risks and are testing more than 100 people in Port-au-Prince who'd shown some symptoms of the disease. The health ministry fears that if cholera gets a foothold in the capital, the urban slums are likely to be hardest hit. The European Commission has fined 11 airlines more than a billion dollars between them for fixing air cargo prices. The carriers include British Airways, Air France and Japan Airlines. More from Niels Blythe. The arrangement to fix some of their prices lasted for six years, up to 2006. It involved taking a common position on the surcharges for security and fuel which they applied to cargo rates. The German airline Lufthansa was given immunity from prosecution after providing evidence against other airlines. While Air France was hit with the largest fine, the European Competition Commissioner described the airline's behaviour as deplorable. Almost 60 major private security companies have signed up to a code of conduct pledging to respect human rights and the rule of law in conflict zones such as Iraq and Afghanistan. The voluntary code, brokered by the Swiss government, has been drawn up as concern continues to mount over the rapid growth in the numbers of security contractors in conflict areas, where some have been accused of abuses against the local population and reckless behaviour. World News from the BBC. 
U.S. defense officials say they've been unable so far to explain the sighting of an apparent missile vapor trail off the coast of California on Monday. A long condensation trail was filmed by a news helicopter arcing into the evening sky of west of Los Angeles. The video shows the billowing trail apparently rising from the water. President Barack Obama, who's in Indonesia on the second leg of his Asian tour, says progress is being made on ending the misunderstanding and mistrust between Muslim countries and the United States. The president spent four years of his childhood in Indonesia, the world's largest Muslim nation. From Jakarta, Guy Delaney reports. Barack Obama's visit to Indonesia comes loaded with symbolism, a return to his childhood home and a hand of friendship to the world's largest Muslim-majority country. In a joint news conference with his Indonesian counterpart, the U.S. president initially concentrated on economic issues, but in response to reports...